0: There's no such thing as the narcissist necessarily. Or when, at least when people are talking about that, what they mean usually is a malignant narcissist. That means somebody that's on the, that has NPD, yeah. that has, that, that, whose narcissism is, is unhealthy. There's healthy versus unhealthy. If they're on the unhealthy level, uh, which means the borderline level, <clears throat> uh, an interesting little you know side bit is that you know borderline personality disorder in in many ways is just what we call female narcissists like if you notice that men don't really get diagnosed borderline they get diagnosed narciss npd um but you know borderline is 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 sort of an unhealthy narcissism and healthy narcissism is you know, it allows you to take risks. It allows you to, um, take on, uh, massive amounts of responsibility. You think well of yourself enough yeah. to lead. Yeah. Uh, so that's CEOs. That's entrepreneurs. That's visionaries. That's Elon Musk. That, that's, yeah. that's people like that. Uh, and that's not saying that that's, there's no hint when I'm, you know, when I say that, that that's like something bad. Uh, that can be difficult or challenging. To interact with, if somebody, especially if they have a, you know, like the world is telling them that they are great, that they, you know, and and they have they have evidence of it. Uh, So that's its own thing. But that the borderline at the borderline level, you can get somebody who is malignant, somebody who is add in, you know, a sadistic streak. Uh, Then they then they're sort of those are the people that are angry, manipulative. They're trying to fuck with you, uh, yeah. etc. Um, yeah, I but, would
1: say from yeah from this layperson's point of view, I would say you know what? Uh, I'm not a therapist or a psychologist, so my take would be: well, are you leaving a wreckage of people you have hurt? Right. If not, then you just have a particular personality. Right. And if instead of leaving a wreckage of people you have hurt and destroyed and people who you people who think you are a goddamn monster, mm-hmm. if instead you are one of those leaders and the and the many people say this of many leaders, he was a very difficult man, he was not really likable, but mm-hmm. he was a great leader and under his leadership I accomplished things I never would have accomplished otherwise. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That that to me reflects the complexity of humanity and leadership and the disagreeable quality especially in the masculine, that oftentimes great leaders are very disagreeable Mm -hmm. people. They're not everybody's buddies. Uh, They're not friendly all the time, but that doesn't mean they leave a wreckage of human beings behind them. Right.
2: Yeah. Right. I was going to pose this to you guys, because I think this was actually a point that maybe we all disagree on, on the disorder part. Because I'm imagining, like, I'm sure we all have female friends, or just women we know, who have complaints about their narcissistic ex right and then maybe we right. know the ex and we're like okay maybe he wasn't so nice to them but he was also made, you know at, at worst being an avoidant male and then you think of like let's say the right. elon musk's steve jobs i'm sure there are a ton of ex-employees who have this kind of like breakup i hate them they're a terrible person and if like say a steve jobs didn't accomplish what he did or an elon musk didn't you know didn't succeed we probably would just call them a narcissist
1: well, but it's almost like their will, success I will, validates. I will, you know, uh, I will let Joseph give you the official uh, analysis and see the therapist. But again, I would say that I would hold the same standard. I'm like whether they have accomplished great things or not. If there are a lot of people in their life saying this is a terrible human being, I suffered because of being in a relationship with this human being. I don't want this human being in my life. I would say any human being who gets that kind of a feedback form. From people in his life, should look at himself.
0: Sure, and 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 there's a certain you know part of part of the issue, the, the problem is, is like these levels of of narcissism, borderline level is still in touch with reality. There's a there's there's a there's not just a there's malignant, but there's there's also um, covert, uh, which is. Looks a lot like an addict. So, a lot lot like like, like
1: an an addict. addict. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, somebody who, for example, they may have uh, a lot of gifts. They they may be very smart. They may be uh, very good at something. They may have shown a lot of promise in some area that didn't pan out necessarily, but they really attached to. That as part of their identity yeah. They know that they're not The world isn't recognizing Them in a certain way And they feel bad about it uh, And then they sort of um, Fall apart uh, Around that Like like you said, you know, there's a lot of loneliness There's a lot of A lot of isolation uh, There's a lot of withdrawal There's These are yeah. all things you know, they still internally, they have a grandiose sense of themselves, like internally, they're like, I'm, I'm like, you know, fantastic, and everybody should like me. But everyone doesn't like me. Only some people do. Uh, I'm not being rewarded by society. Um Etc. So then, you know, part of the the cycle is like isolating and withdrawing makes it worse. But it's sort of like because it's full of pain, uh interacting with the world is full yeah. of pain. Mm-hmm. So then they withdraw, and one way, what's a great way of withdrawing and isolating? Drugs. Yeah. You know, going into <laughs> that that sort of fugue state. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that
1: this is the the mind the thought process you are describing is a very human process
0: yeah mm-hmm. i think any, That's actually...
1: any anybody failing can can go through that process that i am not be anybody who's been dumped would be like oh this person just does it's it's a very human thought process to think i am not being seen for how good i am or i am not being appreciated for how good i am right but i but but i would say like most
0: of the people most people, especially when let's say they're they're acting in selfish ways, uh hurtful to other ways, you know, uh uncomfortable ways with other people. There often is like there there's like a come to uh Jesus moment where they're sort of like you could see it in their eyes, like they where they kind of like they go, Okay, I've been a dick, like I've been a jerk, oh my god, I'm sorry. They pivot. Yeah. They pivot and they and they and they change their behavior. They acknowledge how they've been acting and they seek to remedy it. That's, I would say, the the thing that people with NPD don't do. They come to that pivot and just when you're like, Are they gonna get it? Are they gonna pivot? Are they gonna pivot? No, they pivot right back to, but it's not my fault. Well, well, the world is wrong, I'm right. Okay, this is why do... this is
1: why I've heard therapists say narcissists don't change. This is why they yeah. say narcissists are very hard to help. Very hard to help. They don't yeah. have self-reflection, which to me is like bizarre. Because, as as arrogant of an asshole as I am, I live in doubt. <laughs> yeah, I I look at every wrong comment, every nasty comment, and I think, are they right? Let me think right. about this yeah. for a minute yeah yeah
2: and you know someone who's really uh you would probably be more successful in quotes let's say or you'd move through things quicker if you didn't right if you just didn't it's like that's that's why i'm looking at it like maybe more from an evolutionary strategy perspective that these narcissistic traits you're asking a lot of the world and probably a lot of these people fail so that they you know they end up in the you know this uh covert state or you know reclusive state but for like the two percent who win they win so big so it kind of makes sense you know from game theoretically that some percentage of the population would like
0: roll the dice in this way in an unconscious way yeah yeah and they have good evidence like like it's hard not to that's what makes it so you know like like somebody like Elon Musk um you know you really have to First of all, you have to not have like pathological narcissism to be able to cultivate any kind of humility when wait, you're that wait, successful. I, I,
1: I need to slow down. Why, why, why are you bringing Elon Musk as an example? I don't know him. Obviously, I've only seen him. But are there stories of people saying Elon Musk is a terrible person? Is he leaving oh. wreckage in his life? Do his employees no. hate him? Well, that's... Well, so, okay, well, I mean, that touches on a whole other area, but actually... I mean, like, is, but he, I, is he a decent human being to, to the people who are important and the common I, person on the street? Well, a lot of people
2: don't like him, and I think it's yeah. easy to but label why? someone I mean, like power. I him,
1: mean, like him for what reason? Just because he's big in the world? Because that's their problem. No. Well, he makes well, many people, statements. How many people don't like him because he has mistreated them? How many people don't like him because he's like, I know him, he's right. hurtful, no. he's damaging, but, he is. Most, he overruns people's...
2: People criticize them without knowing them, right? They're that's going off projection. his public that's actions. other
1: people's projection. If you don't even know the man, if you have had no personal connection with him, and you have such a big opinion of him, to me, yeah. your opinion means nothing. But that's yes. true of everyone, you know, in the public. No, not like Trump, that's not anyone. We, well, I don't want yes, but I would still say if you want to if you want to measure a man, measure him by how he's impacting the people he's encountering. So do, right. do the people who work for Elon Musk say this is a horrible human being? Do his friends and neighbors and girlfriends say this is a terrible person? Are there I haven't heard anything like that.
0: No, no they don't. And that's interesting because uh you know in in the sort of public discourse or the Twitter discourse especially which is which influences all public discourse the thing like everyone went Elon Musk was just a normal person in most people's eyes that people generally thought well of until he bought Twitter. And then this really interesting phenomenon happened where suddenly half of Twitter, uh, the left leaning, uh, supposedly liberal half, suddenly it was like, I I watched it in real time. Suddenly, suddenly there was this immense case building against Elon Musk, that he was this bad person. He was this, narcissistic egotistical power hungry and what what evidence meddling. did they present
1: just because no he got Twitter.
0: <laughs> no because evidence because he's yet. got billions yeah no evidence whatsoever yeah. uh to except me that's, yeah you know that me... he said certain things that people disagree with yeah. but um but I've had people, you know, friends of mine that I, that I really, you know, love and respect and, and that and they're, are quite smart, but, and they're like, have you heard about what Elon Musk did lately? Like, he's, you know, he's such a shithead. And, you know, it, it's, it's fascinating to me because I, I don't agree at all that that's the case. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and I've seen no evidence of that. And in fact, everyone that does talk about him talks about how, no, no, he really is, he, you know, uh, surreally intelligent. Like he, he is, can, but that much I don't know, think
1: is questionable. I don't think anybody can accuse Elon Musk of stealing other people's intelligence. He's doing all yeah. this himself. Yeah. And he doesn't seem driven by, like, abject greed. No. People have right. asked him about money, and he's like, yeah, I have money. I can buy whatever there is to, be buying, to buy in this world, but, I mean, so what? Right. I think why I he's think, put in that in
2: that category without the disorder or negative connotations is that he definitely is a different kind of human, and he definitely has views, grandiose views that the average person doesn't even come close to.
1: Yes, but that his grandiosity—he lives it community. out. He exactly, li- yeah, he right. lives he large.
2: He succeeds, right? If he, he didn't succeed at a
1: level that is like my, he's a, that man should be an inspiration. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know every Elon story, but this one was in the news some time ago. This is like old news as far as Elon Musk is concerned. There was something going on in Australia where they were having power outages, and he wrote to the governor or somebody of the province of Australia that you got all this land sitting up there. I can set up a, a, a charging farm for you that can supply your entire city, and I can do it in 30 days. And the guy wrote back because this is all on Twitter. They're like, is this a joke? Are you actually Elon Musk? And Elon right. wrote something like back like, I will get it done in 30 days or it's on me. It'll be free. And he meant it. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to set up your, I'm going to solve your energy problems. And he did it. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, that is admirable. That takes balls. That's like patent level arrogance. When everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. says, in the Battle of the Bulge, nobody can go there. Patton says, I can be there in three days. And he was.
2: Yeah. But if Patton didn't do that, we would just put him in the bucket, right? That's, that's kind of my st- point of, like, he but, puts himself out there and he actually follows through. He succeeds, and yeah. We're, we're willing to put up, You know, not saying he is a narcissist, but, but if he traits, what, what, do you,
1: what do you mean, willing to put up? Put up My, with my what? point is,
2: if he did have those traits, I don't know if he does or doesn't. I don't know him personally. We would accept it because he wins. It's kind of like Michael Jordan can be a dick I to his would, teammates.
1: I I would separate the two. I I would never merge the two. I would still it's say exactly you are independent. You are really a, a shitty that. human being. We can make that distinction, right? But that People would be still
2: be like wow, right? He would still have fans. You know, he he, he you know someone with the goods. I, I mean, I was thinking earlier when you guys were talking about like a woman who's really annoying but amazing in bed. Like you put you put up with more than if she wasn't, right? It's like that with any level of competency. Like a winner is a winner and you're willing to take some shit from a winner. You're not willing to take shit from a loser. And a lot of the narcissists that end up in therapy, I think are people with maybe the same traits as the big visionaries, but they just couldn't execute. So they're just we just hate them, right? They just end up with a a disorder.
0: that's That's why I mentioned Elon Musk. Like Elon Musk is an example of somebody who a lot of people call this sort of boogie boogeyman uh, false name the narcissist he's a narcissist and it's not true it's more the question is like is is his narcissism like anybody's narcissism everybody has narcissism that's everybody needs to have narcissism is his narcissism getting in his own way is it no longer serving him is it out of control is it pathological no, no, it's 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 clearly not like that's 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 the thing. And and people yep. like to, you know, they use that word narcissist to dismiss somebody they don't like. That's all. They they don't like the person. So, yeah, he, you know, it's kind of like interchangeable with he's an asshole. Or and he's I, a... I
1: don't really believe that people always get a free pass just because of their talent. You know, one example that comes to mind is Marlon Brando. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I I read uh, I didn't read his whole biography, but Marlon Brando was known for being an arrogant prick because he could be. If he didn't, because in his youth he was the most gorgeous man there was in Hollywood, and his reputation was, if he did not like a director, he would go fuck his wife. If a uh-huh. producer irritated him, he would go fuck his wife. Huh. He was vindictive, he was an asshole, he acted in that way, and you know what? He didn't work for 10 years. People said, we don't give a flying fuck, how talented did you are, go fuck yourself, we don't want you around. Th- is, is, is toxicity caught, caught up with him? The story yeah. goes, when Francis Ford Coppola went to recruit him for The Godfather, he hadn't been working for 10 years. They were sick of his shit. He he snubbed the Oscars, he told the Oscars to go fuck themselves, he refused to take his Oscar, all this other thing, even that happened later, and he's like, no, nobody wants to work with Marlon. I don't actually even believe in this premise, that you could be talented and a dickhead, and your dickheadedness will not catch up with you. I think, yeah, yeah, I think that it, it will catch up
2: with you, but if he didn't have the talent, he never would have gotten past the first movie. That's for right? sure,
1: that's for yeah, sure. So
2: that's, that's my only point, is that we give people, you know...
1: But a we don't. Sl- I don't think we do. <laughs> we tolerate them a little bit. Maybe their agents tolerate their shittiness. I don't think the rest of the people do. In fact, that's one way to completely ruin your public reputation and persona is to act like such a dickhead. I think that's why they hire PR firms to make sure their public image is good.
0: Yeah, well, but there is something to like, you know, at some point, like, 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 like a like a pathological narcissism is sort of like a you know like a cobra stare you know it it kind of stuns you for a minute hypnotizes you for a minute where you go okay like and you and 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 people will let the person yeah. behave badly for a while but nobody nobody really likes it and and people are just waiting like you know uh a to uh, brutus you know like like people are waiting for 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 a chance to to stab the knife in when they get a chance, mm-hmm.
2: I do want to bring up another angle to this. Is
1: uh, you guys are familiar with the Dark Triad? Mm-hmm. I mean, as At- a layperson, Joseph is trained in psychology; he would obviously know a lot more than me. Yeah, well, it's also yeah. you know, it's
2: uh, I think I first discovered it because it's talked about in the Red Pill community as a prescription, right? It's like these are traits that I I, I don't know if Rolo specifically, but that kind of crew says you know really? women are attracted to Machiavellianism narcissism and psychopathy is that true? Is, is the last or did one? He
1: make that up. I don't know. Is that actually true? I would question that data first.
2: Well, I mm. think for if you if you look at you know just imagine that that thought world <laughs> speaking to nice guys, let's say you know the, yeah. the guy who's super effeminate, you you could justify that in, in in such a guy's world, right? Guy, you know, simps a lot, acts like a beta sub all the time. And then he starts acting a little narcissist. narcissistic. The narcissistic yeah. Obviously, he's going to get a little more respect. So, well, I did uh, want to actually, yeah, what, what are your what are the thoughts there? I actually have something
1: to say on this, if you want. Uh-huh. Because I've yeah. written about this because I've taught courses on uh, how not to be a nice guy anymore. So, I've mm-hmm. written specifically on this, which is, this is actually the assumption under which the nice guy operates. If you tell the nice guy... Stop being a nice guy. He will say, oh, so you want me to be an asshole. right?" And I'm like, no, these are both distortions of masculinity. The good guy, the fully embodied masculine guy is not an asshole. And I would argue neither is he residing in the dark triad, nor is he a nice guy. These are both distortions. They are mm-hmm. at the opposite ends of the distortion. But the good embodied man, the man you actually want to be friends with, the man you actually want to collaborate with, do business with, work for, have in your life, is a balanced, solid, reliable, loyal man in the middle who is a good friend, who keeps his word, who is strong mm-hmm. but not psychopathic, mm-hmm. who is who knows how to give and receive with his friends and community but is not a taker and consumer of human beings i think they're both distortions
2: so you would say that the dark triad as a prescription is the overcompensation of the super nice guy
1: you know who who, i so i will even argue that women are seduced by the dark triad. you know which women are seduced by the dark triad the women who have never had an exposure to healthy masculine Mm mm-hmm these are the women who probably did not have fathers, and the, their system misfires because their system misfires, they perceive that as masculine strength. They perceive the psychopathy as masculinity because they don't have discernment. Right, right. The women yeah. who had fathers, women who, un, who saw examples of good masculinity will look at those men and say, nope, those men are broken. There's something wrong with them. That's Mm -hmm. not what a good man looks like. My brothers are good men, my fathers are good men, my uncles are good men, and I know what they feel like. They're reliable, they're good, they're protectors, they are strong, but neither are they Machiavellian, nor are they psychopathic, nor are they narcissistic. They're in fact generous. They take care of people. You feel protected when you're around them as women.
2: Yeah, actually at least my other question, Joseph, I know you want to comment on that, but I, I I was watching a lot of NPD videos this morning and mm-hmm. you know, obviously, this you know, it's, it's a trending topic. It's been for the last couple of years. Um, and there's one video about why are we we as a culture are obsessed with narcissists? And you see, obviously, there's a lot of content on it. But then it was also like with with cults, shows about cults, or you know these kinds of obvious narcissistic leaders there is some interesting fascination where it seems like a lot of women are into this. Like a lot of women are particularly fascinated with cult true crime stuff. And I've wondered, Mm. you know, what is the reason, right? (laughs) Mm. Like, What is the the thing that makes this specific thing so interesting? And I wonder what you guys think, like with what Om you just said, is it something like this, like something about this type of topping, if you will, is compelling to a certain kind of person, man Mm. or woman?
0: Yeah, I mean that's an interesting uh, phenomenon. Uh, like, 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 you know, Hell's Angels and uh, and mafioso, they you know have to get their girlfriends from somewhere. Yeah, they,
1: <laughs> I know that. I found that comment very funny. That <laughs> the psychopath, even psychopaths need girlfriends, so some women are going to find them sexy. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I, think, I think women are drawn to masculine strength. I think women will always be drawn to bad boys. But I really don't think being psychopathic or being Machiavellian is really a winning formula for a man in this world. Because the men who do great things, they work with other men. You need to build alliances. You need to have other men trust you. You need to, you need to feel, you need to generate loyalty you need to inspire loyalty in people and i don't know whether people who are that narcissistic and psychopathic have those social skills to just to create that
0: well i think they usually inspire fear right like that's how you you ins- you get the loyalty through fear there's a, there's the code like you know if you if if you're disloyal then you disappear
1: okay but i think i so you are really talking about criminals being able to enforce that i don't know anybody short of criminals being able to enforce or control people with fear i mean who the hell are we talking about here right even well, even elon musk what power does he have over anybody he's going to fire them if they work for him okay that's about it what yeah, what power yeah. could uh steve jobs hold over anybody except you work for me and i can fire you okay well, 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 a cult a job leader have that
2: doesn't that doesn't physically force them right like we you know like there, there is, a, I think, something very compelling. And I actually even think something attractive maybe to maybe an insecure part of us and maybe only people with like damaged male role models uh, are, are susceptible to this. But there's something like kind of parental about someone who maybe is mean for no reason mixed in with the love stuff. I do think, you know, like the narcissistic manipulation playbook is compelling to a lot of people, not just damaged people. Or maybe I don't all know people what you mean by narcissistic
1: reason. playbook. You'll have to explain it to me. I don't more. I, I want to be able to understand and feel. So, so into for this.
2: instance, actually, I, I just did an analysis of. Um, do you know? Uh, did you guys watch The Sopranos? Like the yes. full yeah. season. Yes. Do you remember the scene where um, t- it's after Tony gets cancer, and he realizes the guys respect him less, and he beats up his driver. I remember, like that. as yeah. a show of dominance, yeah. and like, yeah. yeah, and then he
1: goes know, out and, th- and throws up.
2: Yeah. It's an amazing scene. Right? Yeah. And obviously, this is an extreme thing. Obviously, physical violence is okay in that, yeah. in that world. But yeah. I do think there is something about almost the random punishment. And obviously, the, the, the driver is kind of looking at Tony as like a father figure. So they kind of already yeah. have this, this dynamic. There's something right. about that. It almost inspires more love. Because they could all physically beat up Tony Soprano. And, like, they the could. guy actually that guy could. could.
1: That guy could. That yeah, was that the point could. of it. He was really built. He was very strong. If he yeah. was a wimpy... They could have, they could have uh, put a cast a wimpy guy in that role, but they hired a muscle guy. But he doesn't yeah. fight back. I remember that scene quite clearly. He doesn't hit Tony back. Well, strong kind of tries, but
2: he's hesitant, you know? And it's almost right. like, you know, if you're training a Rottweiler, the Rottweiler can definitely destroy you. True. But if you train yeah. it well... You know, same thing with horses. Like a horse could trample any person, but if you dom right. if you top it well, it'll love okay, you. So it'll what, like what, so accept what, the spanks.
1: What's your, your pointer on that? Tell me what you what do you well, see. It's, in that it's kind scene.
2: of like a growing theory that, like, right, for on the one hand, let's even say they're extreme narcissists, the the cult leader type. Part yeah. of what makes them compelling are these traits that we criticize. Are the traits that you know the exes, the ex cult members, the people who don't like them will criticize. But there's something mm-hmm. also compelling in that. Uh, and I do think well, it comes down to parent-child relationship stuff.
0: But I, well, I even think I, so, somewhat like in terms of like, you know, when Om was saying like, he doesn't think that this is a winning strategy. It isn't a winning strategy in modern civilization. But prior to say Judeo-Christian uh, influence on on behavior, on, 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 on social behavior, that would have been a winning strategy. Like for example, in mating strategy, <clears throat> the natural instincts that we have probably are po- polygamous or polygamous, like, like, and that it would, like hierarchical, uh, ape-like, uh, organization of, 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 of the social, uh, hierarchy. So, like the the most angry, dominant, vicious, violent ape uh, gets all the all the access to all the women, and that used to work. But then, you know, Christianity imposed monogamy. Uh, it imposed the idea that, like, we didn't have it. The idea that the strong protect the weak is a judeo christian idea like it, it it wasn't it wasn't a widespread idea now it's sort of normal and now it does work like now for example i think it's true that like like how many uh retiree um uh you know uh mafia bosses are there uh, probably not that many because you, you, the, the 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 root is like you work your way up in this ultra violent world and then you get to the top. And then where do you go from the top? You usually yeah. sort of like... Another alpha up. kills you. <laughs> yeah, you screw up and then you die. Whereas you can be Elon Musk or a CEO and you just retire. Like you just... People still love you. you there's a place for you.
1: But you let me, I would like to give you an alternate view on this. I don't think this theory is comprehensive. Okay? Mm. I grew up in India. In India, you will see a lot of people who are deeply respected. You will see village elders, you will see family elders, people who are listened to, people who are revered, people to whom people take their problems and conflicts, and when they gently give their advice, and they give you suggestions on how to resolve it, people obey. None of Mm -hmm. those people are muscle-bound. None of those people are aggressive that respect that they're given as a village elder, oftentimes they're old people and other people are helping them walk. They are not driven well, by that, violence. I don't think that, that negates no, 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 what really, so This whole idea mm-hmm. that masculinity is about... you're You are giving examples of Tony Sopranos. These are mafioso gangsters who are not part of our lives, who live by violence. I'm like, in your life, how many times have you succumbed to a Tony Soprano, and how many times you may have yielded to a gentle therapist, to a counselor, to a priest who you respect? Yeah, well, I don't where think have those... you placed your on. authority? Where have you placed your authority? I don't think we have placed our authority into psychopaths. I don't think we do that. We would have. I don't think these spiritual... are mutually on. spiritual leaders in India, and they were old women. And men and women of all stature, movie stars, politicians would go to them, bow down to them, listen to their advice, and they would simply get their advice and then what they were told they would go do. Now, that's power. That power is given to them because we believe they are good. We believe they are virtuous. We believe they are wise. And they have earned that status. They haven't earned it by violence and fist fighting and gunfights.
2: Well, no one was saying that that's the only way that people... Like, the thing that I was That's throwing out is That's the example
1: you're giving. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and like, I can't
2: say it's the only way. It's just, like, why does that work? And, and, and you know, obviously not until with Tony Soprano or physical violence, but, like, you know, we've discussed cases where I think all of us, but I'll speak for myself, was maybe drawn in by behavior that wasn't pleasant by a very charismatic leader. Right? right. Like, like, why does that work? that that's that's what i'm getting at and i think you know my greater thing is like why are so many people women especially fascinated by the narcissistic personality type like if it's really so nasty why is it interesting to talk about for hours and hours i do think I there's think... something primal cuz the things that you're describing are maybe more evolved not so it's not it's not primal driven like that those kind of hierarchies aren't based on like
1: okay Ruan, yeah, I'll tell you, I do. I, I, myself have had to study narcissism, watch <laughs> a lot of videos. Doctor Romani on YouTube is magnificent. Mm-hmm. So is uh, Doctor Sam Wagner, who himself is a narcissist. They are. They have put out amazing amounts of materials. I will, My. This is my hypothesis of why anybody, including me, is curious about narcissists. It is because we have crossed paths with them. Crossing paths with them has created difficulty and pain in our life and we are trying to understand it so that it causes us less difficulty and less pain in the future. Hey. Because I think people with narcissistic mm-hmm. personality disorder, people with borderline personality disorder, their personalities are so different from people who don't have NPD or BPD. You're like, how are these people operating and how should I engage with them? And mostly the, the lessons they are telling us is avoid them. Right. They're, no contact. En- Go. No yeah. contact with NPD. Do not engage. I think that's the final lesson. We are. I don't think we are fascinated like moth to a flame to narcissists. I think we're just trying to figure out how to avoid the pain we have already endured in our encounters with them.
2: I, I disagree because actually, I'm getting this actually from a Dr. Ramani video. That's who I was uh, referring to, where she she lists like some of her favorite shows and a lot of the best characters in many shows. Our narcissist, Tony being one of them. She mentioned a bunch of stories that I haven't watched, but like there's something so fascinating about them. And, and truthfully, I mean, you could argue this about all drama, like messed up people are more interesting than like a good normal person. So maybe it's that simple. But I think there's also something about, this is like, we have like an evolved radar. Maybe it's to just avoid them. But I think maybe it's also when shit's going down in a tribal environment without society, maybe you want one in your tribe.
0: Right. No, no, no. I think that there's some truth to that because, uh, and we, we, we sort of idolize a little bit, uh, narcissists, uh, or the, uh, you know, narcissism, narcissistic traits because there's something, and this is, this is again, it's not quite the whole picture. We're not seeing the whole picture, but it appears to us that, that someone high in, in narcissism feels no pain. Like that, the, they're sort of like like what, these characters you're talking about that are great. You know, they're likable characters. Like a like I don't know, Dexter comes to mind, the socio you know sociopathic uh, murderer. Like Sarah truly Taylor.
1: talking about psychopathic murderers here. But, I don't think but, yeah. these characters are presented as anybody we should emulate.
0: Well, but part of why they 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 draw us to them is that they they don't seem to struggle with the same you know things that we do they don't they don't they don't doubt themselves they don't they don't feel pain at least on the surface like like we do they they're not conflicted about those things you know you know
1: this is this is again this is not what i've heard from experts on narcissism they're like they are they feel hollow inside they are plagued yes. by low self esteem mm-hmm. they are yes. full of shame i'm like Some they're internal they're internal uh, landscape looks pretty miserable. I wouldn't want to change places with them. Yes, that's, that's not what the, the public sees. That's not what right. the public sees. Yeah. But this Look, is I mean, what the experts are telling us their internal reality is like. If the public doesn't see it, it's because the public, probably like me, doesn't understand NPD and BPD that much. Yeah. They said BPD that's people I'm suffer saying, terribly. They said people with BPD suffer terribly. That's why they seek out help. Yeah. Well, they some, some of them do. Like functioning I, ones do. Yeah, I heard eleven percent suicide attempt from people diagnosed with BPD. That is, that is evidence of misery.
0: Yeah, there, no, that's true. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of and and but we're talking about the ones that are the less functional, you know, people on the on the on the narcissism spectrum. Are yeah, there, there's so, the, so, the ones that are highly functional still have feelings of emptiness meaningless etc but they're they're more they're better managed by this adaptation of defensive narcissism where they they cover it up with these the the grandiosity and the the uh getting one over on you the manipulating other using people for validation etc it works to a certain extent for you know for some people on that spectrum it works yep. and they never ha- they never have to feel <clears throat> that meaningless that emptiness that which lots of people struggle with at, at times a- everybody has periods in their life where they question themselves or the meaning of life or their purpose
1: right. so Ruan, i want to i want to i want to offer you a counter proposition to what you're mm-hmm. saying right my proposition is this that in fact we especially men do need to integrate our shadow we do need to integrate our monster and that part is a true part of our journey that part is driven and that part actually is attractive that part actually is attractive to men and women to see a man who's capable of being a monster but isn't a monster and I think narcissists and people with these kinds of psychopathic disorders they are like the false coin. They represent some of that strength, but they actually are not integrated. So I think we want the fascination. We want the good man that to protect his village. He can turn completely psychopathic, go warrior on you, and paint his face in blood to protect his loved ones. But he should be doing it because he has control over his monstrosity, and he's doing it to protect yeah. the people he loves. He's not just out for himself. Oh, he's not he capable John of Joseph. doing that. If he's not yeah, capable I, of doing that, he'll get run over by other monsters.
2: I don't think what we just said actually, def- I mean, uh, go against each other because I wasn't saying anything about shoulds. I was just saying there is something there. And what I guess I'm arguing, and maybe you disagree, is that, again, going back to competence and morality are independent. And the thing that's attractive is the competence, whether or not it comes with good or bad morality. Because even with the example you just said, the other tribe who who gets killed by that guy protecting his tribe yeah. is definitely calling him a narcissist. <laughs> He's definitely talking about how you know I think I it is a know, kind of subjective perception would, they thing. They would call
1: him a brutal warrior. I don't think they would call mm-hmm. him a narcissist. I don't think we can call every member of SEAL Team 6 a narcissist, but they are motherfucking killers. Right. Well, <clears throat> Cormac That's McCarthy. which you're on though.
2: If they're on your team or not. Cor-
1: Cormac,
0: Mac- Cormac McCarthy who <laughs> possibly the, the greatest American writer ever uh, had a had a great line where he said that basically, the bare truth is a woman knows that a man who isn't willing to kill for her is worth nothing at all. I agree with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So the killer and, and, trait and, and, is attractive. And,
1: but the, almost the prerequisite to that would be a man who is incapable of killing isn't worth anything at all.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Is <laughs> the point Ruan is making, that women are looking for killers, which I agree with. Yeah. They are. They're turned on by killers. And I think That's why they know, fall he, in love with them.
2: If the if like a woman or even the general public's decision tree, like subconscious decision tree of like what they're gonna be into, the competence comes first. Is he a killer, yes or no? If he's a no, doesn't matter what his morality is. Yeah. Is he a good person comes later? And maybe to your point, the traumatized people or the people with the unhealthy role models are willing to put up with the competent asshole. I hear you. I think there is also maybe something in the general public where we'll take the competent asshole over any incompetent person, and you can look at politics or culture Mm -hmm. for like the 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 NPD thing Mm -hmm. playing out on a macro. I'll
1: go along with that. I will take the competent asshole over the incompetent nice guy. Yeah, competence matters. Joseph, I think I cut you off. You're you're going
2: to say something?
0: No, no. I was just thinking. uh, I just had was thinking the thought like. Will he kill for me? It maybe is one decision tree, but I, wh- where is uh, if maybe the next one is will Will he die for me if, if they'll settle for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah, I think I brought this up when we were uh chatting uh the other day in person that uh, there's a military historian, Gwynn Dyer, who through interviewing like I don't know how many hundreds of veterans came up with the hypothesis that one out of 50 soldiers can kill without remorse, like they just have this thing where they're immune to PTSD, they have the most kills, they usually end up in special forces, compared to the average soldier who like it takes a lot of training. And I'm not saying that's the same thing as a narcissist. But this kind of spread of a small percentage being having this like, really potent trait, whether or not it comes Mm -hmm. with good morality, is basically the basis of my argument.
1: Mm-hmm. so here's here's my offer of that which is i have all the men in my dominant man course watch band of brothers and i recently rewatched the series because i love it so much and it just appeared on netflix if you have netflix you can watch the whole thing for oh, free cool. and everybody on there eventually all the average guys in this cast which are based on real people they end up in that category which is they can kill without remorse they don't give a flying fuck eventually and- eventually because be it's war it. it is what they have to do and they are trying to kill me and i'm going to kill them and it's like this is a routine day
2: yeah but there's a line in there and actually i read the book by the the real colonel mint uh colonel winters like the the narrator because yeah. he was a real yeah. person um yeah. he describes captain spears i don't know if you remember him yes he he's the guy who runs over the line he does the, the, the a, craziest he has, stuff he's, the he's, the guy he's fits a real he's a real person category. Yeah. yeah, he's a real person in, in real life he shot his subordinate for not listening to him. But it was in yeah. the middle of a battle and he was such an effective leader and killer that they yeah. were just like, all right, you really shouldn't shoot American soldiers, but we need you too much. And like yeah, that, yeah anyway, that's that's my point. Like you, we just put up with them and there's a small percentage that just has it yeah. in their blood.
1: And that actor who played him was brilliant and he he, he had that cold glare. Yeah. That, yeah, this guy can kill, like, lighting up a cigarette. He doesn't, you know, that's what he's in for. That's what his job is, and he's going to get it done. And he was, talk about being effective. Hmm. Like, the man had, man did not even have a fear response in his body the way he, they, they show him in the series. It's just, yeah, very effective at his job. Yeah. And and by, by that measure, a good leader, because... Following that man, your chances of survival go up and your chances of success go up with that. Unless figure. you disobey him. Unless you disobey him. <laughs> <God> <laughs> then he <laughs> shoots you. Yeah. yeah. Why would you but disobey it's... him? You're not supposed to do that to any any officer if you're in that hierarchy. So that's it's on funny, you if you disobey funny. your officers.
0: You mentioned uh, Gwyn Dyer because I've I met him. He, oh, really? He, yeah, he, uh, like, a, like a long time ago, he came to my school uh and you know and i went to a school which was uh it was a, a based on the english private school system and it was it was sort of i mean not 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 really militaristic but it had a tradition of like we had uh, the school had a lot of there's a big huge wall with names on it of people who who went to my school who died in world war 1 and world war 2 big hmm. list, like a, a like quite a long list of people who fought hmm. in World War One and two, and they taught a lot of history around World War One and two because of that, and that's why they had Gwyn Dyer, uh, and he came. Probably I was in grade seven, seven maybe. And he came and, and gave a talk. Cool. Yeah,
2: yeah. There's a. I mean, I'm getting this from a quote. He was quoted in another book I read about the psychology of killing he has this passage about what makes a natural-born soldier, where he Mm -hmm. he makes this one-in-fifty estimate. Yeah, it's really fascinating. That's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Captain Spears actually gives this uh, speech to the other guy, I think in the second or third third episode, the guy who's afraid all the time, Hmm. Uh, a guy who has hysterical blindness. He says, yeah, this is what you need to do, is kill without remorse, kill without thought. The whole war effort depends on it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what you need to do. You need to you need to assume you're already dead, so you can function as a soldier and you can kill without remorse and kill with speed and effectiveness. Mm. Because that's all. This is a game we are playing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that that is that is the speech of a psychopath, probably. Yeah. But mm-hmm. again, but then again, he's not a loose cannon. He, he knows how to function in hierarchy. He knows how to take orders. <laughs> And his his mind is clear, and you're yeah. lucky. You're you're very glad he's on your side. So Rua, yeah, maybe you're sure. correct in that. That if he was on the other side, your ass would be in trouble because men like that are very dangerous. Right, he may be a psychopath, but he's my. <laughs> he's psychopath. your psychopath, yeah, yeah. and I yeah. think that's that's a measure. I think you're also <laughs> saying women measure like he's a killer, but he's my killer.
2: Exactly. Yeah, because I I remember seeing documentaries about Tyson a while ago, and they have interviews of uh, his wife, who eventually went to prison for a beating or or whatnot. And they're all of these, you know, past, you know, bits of her her speaking about how he's so sweet, and he's hurt. It's it's like her monster, like her pet monster, who eventually turned on her and bit her. But like, you can see the adoration that a weaker man just wouldn't get, obviously. It's like, it's compelling because he's so dangerous.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think Tony Soprano had the same appeal to women. Totally. His dangerousness and his power was seductive.